Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We good to go? It feels like the perfect night for SwiftCast. A Taylor Swift podcast by the fans for the fans. Hey guys. Hi. Welcome to episode 27 of SwiftCast. Uh, this is Nate. Ashley. And Belle. And uh, just as a reminder to you guys, um, please... Uh, press the subscribe button on iTunes, um, and when you do that, um, it'll download the latest episode for you automatically, so it'll just kind of help you out, it'll help us out, um, and every week you can just get your episode um, without even having to download it, so so that would be great. Um, easy peasy. If, easy peasy. And unfortunately, Haley could not join us today. She was having some technical difficulties, so we miss you, Haley. Miss you, sad face, hand heart. And another reminder for you guys, um, we do have a store now, so um, we have all kinds of like fun merchandise um, and just like all kinds of things in the store. So um, if you want to check it out, um, uh, every purchase like helps us keep bringing you SwiftCast for free. So um, yeah, we have some cool stuff on there. We got t-shirts, we got mugs, we got all kinds of stuff. So if you want to check it out, you can go to www.cafepress.com slash SwiftCast stuff. Do it. All right. So let's let's get this thing going. Um, yeah, so unfortunately, like we've been saying, as everybody knows, Red Tour is over in the United States anyway. So, so Ashley, why don't, you, uh, why don't you talk about what's coming up, though? So as we know, the tour is going to Australia and New Zealand at the end of November. And then in February 2014, there are five shows in London scheduled so far, which I believe have all sold out. And the Vamps is opening for all of the London shows, which should be pretty cool. And we're still waiting to see if more European dates will be announced around that time. I've yet to listen to any of the Vamps music. I'm not. I'm not too sure. I heard actually their cover um, that they did of of Taylor, which was actually it was pretty good. But they um, did two of them actually. They did two. Yeah, they did a New Year Trouble, and was it We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together that they did? Yeah, that's the one that I yeah, listened to. I know. I heard I knew we were in trouble. They're cute. They're like they're little. <laughs> they're like fifteen. I think they're older Which than is that. Kind of I think they just look be... really young. Oh, they, they look fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not too sure. Sorry, Bam. So we don't know your age. Sorry. Were they like on one of those like talent shows, or are they like did they just like form themselves? They released an EP in September 2013. Oh, apparently they opened for Selena at her London show. Oh. Oh, that's cool. So that makes sense. That's probably how they got that connection. Yeah. Hmm. And, yeah, that's about all I can find out on Wikipedia. It's pretty impressive, though. I mean, anyone to be opening up for Taylor, I guess, you know? We already talked about last week how we think it's going to be very hard for anyone to live up to Ed. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I just... Ed was amazing. I, I do have to agree. Ed, Ed's show is incredible in itself. As much as I've been missing the Red Tour... I don't just miss like the red tour, but I specifically miss Ed's set. It's, like I've never really felt good. that, and as much as I've liked other openers, I've never felt that way before. I've never been like, "Oh, I miss the tour," but I specifically miss this set, you know, from an, one of the openers, like just to the point of like I don't know. For being an opening act, I mean, 
it was still like a, a mini concert in itself, just like, you know, listening exactly. to Exactly. Yeah, he just he does amazing things with Apparently just him, the, and, him and, a, and his guitar and the a pedal. Vamps members mm. are 17, 18, and 19 years old. Oh, okay. Well, that is impressive then. Wow. And for those of you that are Ed fans, uh, also a reminder that he has a couple of Madison Square Garden shows coming up in like nine days. It's true, yeah. Yeah, at the beginning of November there. That's so awesome. He has four shows, right? Uh, three, I think. Three? Did they add a fourth? They might have added a fourth. I know there's at least three. wonder if he's going to have any special guests. I really wish I could go up there for those, but I can't. Sad. Yeah, I I wonder. I don't know who he's bringing. If anybody does go to those shows, like, get a hold of us and let us know how they are. I really wish I could go. Seriously, we'd love to hear about them. So, yeah, I wish I, I was going too. And I know we're not the only Swifties that are also huge Shirios, so <laughs> <laughs> definitely let us know. So now it's time for Keeping Up With Swift. Woohoo! Woo! So our first piece of news, Taylor is currently in South Africa filming The Giver, and she's playing the role of Rosemary. It's adapted from the book by Lois Lowry, which if you haven't read it yet, you probably should. The movie should be out sometime in 2014, and there's a lot of really cute pictures going around from the set. Yeah, they just came out, yeah. It's actually really cool. I'm interested. I haven't actually read the book yet, but I read, like, the synopsis of it, and it sounds really interesting. I definitely want to check it out, like, very, very soon, as in, like, this week. I'm confused because when I was looking up the book, it looked like it was a trilogy. And it's it's kind of a, um, I don't... It, I'm not sure about that, but I, um, I mean, you could be right. Um, but one thing I noticed about the synopsis is it's kind of it's it's kind of along that um, you know that popular theme right now of like dystopian societies with like the Hunger Games and Divergent. It's actually about a dystopian society. But it was written long before a lot of those other ones. Yeah, exactly. And I thought that was really interesting because I was like that for some reason that just wasn't what I pictured when I heard she was going to be in another movie. But I actually really like that. Like, I just, I don't know. The whole thing sounded really interesting, and I'm kind of excited to read it now. Yeah, I'm super I'm super confused because it looks like there's four books in the series. Huh. But I guess the movie is either just of the first one or it's combining all of them. I'm not really sure. That's interesting. It sounds, I mean, I haven't heard that the movies were going to be a series, so it sounds like there's only one movie. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about a series either, so... Yeah, and actually going back to those pictures, Taylor tweeted uh, quite a few pictures just from the set. I mean, they were, um, you know, her with uh, a couple of the other cast members. And it looks like she's having a ton of fun down there, so. That's pretty awesome. Do you guys know when uh, she's supposed to be done shooting down there? Um, I'm not sure, but I know that she specifically said that Rosemary is a small role. Right. So I don't know if they're trying to do, like, you know, all the scenes with her, like, within a, you know certain period of time to get that over with so that she can, you know, get back to her other responsibilities or right, true. Mm-hmm. I would kind of assume that, you know, that they kind of maybe like clumped because I mean, obviously when you're doing, you know, doing a film, you don't film it, you know, mm-hmm. consecutively, like you film it out of sequence. So, right, so exactly, I would assume right. that like given, you know, her, her schedule and everything, they would try to, you know, condense her scenes together in a clump Yeah, I'm sure so that, that she could, you know, get them over with as soon as possible for other things going on in her life. So right. mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't know how long she's actually going to be there, though. I mean, I would assume not much longer because she has to be, you know, um, in Australia. 
in Australia, I'm just going to have to rehearse for that, you know, all the, adju the adjustments they're going to have to make for that tour that are going to differ from the U.S. and whatnot. They're going to have to rehearse and kind of get used to that set. So I would assume she can't be there very long. So speaking of movies and Taylor's involvement in movies, um, if you guys remember, and I'm sure you do, uh, Taylor wrote a song for the movie One Chance uh, back uh, for the Toronto Film Festival. So um, the song is called Sweeter Than Fiction, and I, I know a ton of people are excited for it. I'm excited for it. And Taylor tweeted today that it is going to be released at midnight tonight, and tonight is Sunday, so it will already be out by the time you listen to this episode. But um, midnight tonight, so I am ex extremely excited to hear this song. I've been waiting in anticipation for a very long time now. So Yeah, I'm excited to hear the full song. We still don't know what time zone she meant. Yeah, we don't, exactly, yeah. Oh, that's true. Dang yeah. it, Taylor. Yeah, it's been rumored that uh, it would be released in the UK first. So if she meant midnight in the UK, it might be a little bit sooner in the US. Who knows? Um, I guess in we're words, just going to have to find out. Get on iTunes. Refresh, refresh, refresh. <laughs> that's what I'll be doing, yeah. <laughs> It'll be crazy. But yeah, I am uh, definitely looking forward to hearing the full version of this. And another uh, related Taylor bit with her, with her Twitter, um, she changed her icon again today. She like did. What's yeah. going on, Taylor? I know. What is going on? You're only supposed to change it once every two years. <laughs> Didn't you just change it like a few months ago? I remember she did that before she settled on the one that she had for two years. She changed it to like a, f a photograph of her um, just for like, it wasn't for very long. It was maybe like, you know, three weeks or something like that. And then she changed it to, to the one where she was in New Jersey. But, but yeah, I don't know. Silly Taylor. Silly Taylor. Maybe she'll Silly keep this Taylor. one for a while. Who knows? Maybe. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we're we're going to mark it down. October 20th, 2013. Monumental. Monumental <laughs> icon change. And we're going we're gonna to map how long it takes to change out her next icon. <laughs> oh, goodness. So another cool thing here is uh, Taylor appeared on CMT and briefly talked about um, a few various things going on in her career. Uh, she mentioned her fifth album, which is always ridiculously exciting. And all she said about it so far was that, you know, she was just making a point to say how she wants all of her albums to sound different than the album before it. She doesn't want any of her albums to ever sound the same. And that she's exploring, you know, new sounds and new things that she hasn't done before. Um, so, you know, that's obviously very vague, but still very exciting. I like hearing any, I, oh, and she also mentioned that she's been spending, she's actually been writing for it for the past six months, too. And I know that she has said in the past that, like, she'll spend two years writing for an album, but the stuff in the first year usually gets thrown out. So I'm wondering if she's been writing for the last six months, now that we're about a year away from album release, is any of that going to actually end up on the album, or is it going to be this upcoming year with the writing? So I don't know, that'll just be interesting to see, like, what she says a year from now you know, in comparison to what she said that she'd already been writing for it. So I don't know. That'll just be interesting to, to kind of find out. Um, she talked about a little bit about opening the education center and she was just um, basically mentioning that, you know, she was really passionate about giving kids a place to learn about music and the music, not just music, but the music business as well. So I guess the education center is going to include things like learning instruments and also things like tour management, she mentioned. So that's really, really cool. I think it's cool that kids have an opportunity to like, you know, explore some of that stuff like before they get older and they have to pick their majors in college and stuff because it's like not just with like, you know, music and instruments and whatnot. But I think it's really cool that she also mentioned that kids can learn about the music business because, it, you know, that gives them sort of like a almost like a preview of a career that they might be interested in. Uh, I, think it's, I don't know. I just think it's really, really cool that Taylor is like 
you know, advocating doing that for kids. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm always like an advocate of education, especially children's education. I think it's really important. So. Agreed. And, and I think it's, it's really important that you have like that specific kind of education available to you. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I know when I was a kid, I would have loved something like that. That would have been really amazing to me. So go Taylor. Right. Exactly. I remember for myself as a kid, like, uh, if we would go on field trips and things like that, you know, in, in elementary school and grade school, the ones I always found the most the most fun were like the interactive learning ones almost like, you know, we'd go to uh, like the, the science center or we'd go to, you know, but they'd have all these like kid oriented things that you could do. And those were always the most fun ones to me. I don't know. Like it was just like a bunch of things you could play with and a bunch of things you could do and a bunch of things you could experiment with and learn on your own. So. Yeah, I think it's really great that she's doing this and that, that she takes the time out of her schedule to be able to fund something like this, to be able to support something like this, to really not lose sight of, you know, the important things that, you know, that the real issues out there, I guess. So Agreed wholeheartedly. And going back briefly to, you, we were just talking about the fifth album. Um, so when this episode releases on Tuesday... Uh, assuming there's no technical difficulties or anything, it'll be released on the day. It should be today, if you're listening, on the day it comes out, that it is the one-year anniversary of Red. So isn't that crazy? That's that's insane. I don't know. That is madness. Like one year already. I don't know. I, I honestly like that's crazy to me like, to think about it. It's been a whole year since Red. Like one year ago, I did not imagine that one year later I would be talking about the fifth album even already too so right <laughs> right a, a so, year ago i had only been to like a small handful of shows i hadn't met taylor i didn't have a podcast about her it's insane so much has happened just on this tour alone on this from this album alone a year ago i didn't even know you guys it's true we didn't know each other sad face but happy face because now i do happy face <laughs> <laughs> A lot can happen in this Swifty world in one year. That's very true. Well, happy birthday, Red. Happy birthday. Woohoo! I'm sad to see you turn one already. <laughs> and by the time you turn two, you're going to have a new little baby brother or sister. Oh. A year from now, we'll probably be in the final countdown waiting for the next album. Oh, man. Yep. Oof. Yep. <laughs> How crazy is that? already counting down anyway. <laughs> We're already counting down. 365 and counting. <laughs> hey, technically, if you look at it that way, it's not even that bad. It's only 365 more days, roughly, give or take a few, before the fifth album. Jeez. Isn't <laughs> How crazy bad. is that? And tour announcements, too. Yeah, tour announcements! <laughs> oh my gosh. We're getting way right, ahead of ourselves, stop. but yeah. it's fun. <laughs> yeah, to stop. Alright, so, uh, moving on. Uh, now we're going to get to our mini-segments. Woohoo! Mini-segments! Love mini-segments. All right, so we're going to kick these off with Hazel and Nin. I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly. Sorry if I didn't. On Taylor Connect. And uh, their Swifty bucket list is have at least one of the Wonderstruck collection and Taylor, the perfume. Meet Taylor. Uh, have a concert experience. They want to see her live. Um, get a limited tour shirt, like limited edition shirt. Learn an instrument and get her autograph. All right, and our next one is also a Swifty bucket list. Uh, it comes from Every Smile You Fake on Taylor Connect. Um, their Swifty bucket list is Meet Taylor, uh, have her read her letter that explains how much she means to her, get floor seats to one of Taylor's concerts, see Taylor live at a stadium, see Taylor in concert in Nashville, get a hug from Taylor, get a tattoo that says things will change in her handwriting, meet her parents, and go to the Bluebird Cafe. 
Our next one is from that flawless Tay on Twitter. And her Swifty problem is spending all of your Sunday doing promo and spreading the word for the Sweeter Than Fiction release. Woohoo! Good way to spend a Sunday. That is a good way. Our next one is from Marie Kellogg17 on Twitter. Her Swifty bucket list is that she wants Taylor to see her page, Taylor Swift News, and she wants to sing with Taylor Swift. She's actually a really, really good singer. Did she? Is she the one that sent us her video? Like, uh, DM'd us her video? I'm not sure, but I've known her for a few years, and she posts covers of lots of artists on her YouTube page, and they're all really good. Oh, that's cool. I'll have to awesome. check her out. Yeah, so check her out, guys, if you haven't. I will have to do the same. Our next one comes from Bailey Nock on Twitter. Um, sitting in the pit and getting a high five from Taylor Swift during 22. Hashtag Red Tour Memories. I gotta say, the first time you get a high five from Taylor is pretty awesome. I gotta <laughs> say that. Your first pit experience is pretty awesome, too. Ex- I did not get a high five during my first and only pit experience. Oh, sad face. But you had already met Taylor. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah, you, you gave her a hug. I'm extremely jealous. <laughs> Our next one is from Aaron M. Get picked for Club Red in London. That's his Swifty bucket list. Our next one is from Enchanted Forever on Taylor Connect, and it's a Swifty bucket list. Meet Taylor, duh. Pet Meredith. Meet Ed. Sing a song with Taylor. Meet the dancers and everyone in the agency, and get pit tickets. Our next one is also from Enchanted Forever on Taylor Connect, and they say, going back after my concert and watching all the YouTube videos of it, read to her memories. I do that too. I, I do that too. Oh man, I do that. Actually, I... Um, the songs or the concert that I've been to with the B stage songs, I actually extract the the sound clip from the videos and I put those um, on my iPod and I listen to the song that I heard from the concert on my iPod. Nice. So I go a step further. A little kind of crazy. <laughs> a step further. Our next one is from <laughs> Jemalem on Twitter. Her Swifty problem is when people shout at you because they have a Taylor song stuck in their head. Even when you haven't played a Taylor song. Next one is from 13 underscore Swift fan underscore 13 on Twitter. The Red Tour being my first concert. Having Pit and hearing Safe and Sound live. Red Tour memories. I am jealous of the Safe and Sound. I was there for that. No, not fair. I was in Pit that night, too. Oh. <laughs> Maybe you guys were in Pit together. We probably were and didn't even know it. Awesome. I was in right Pit. You should tweet me about it. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they were in, okay, never mind. She played it twice, unless she was in, like, Oklahoma. Our next one is also from 13 underscore Swift fan underscore 13 on Twitter. And they say, have my YouTube channel reach 1 million total views before the end of the year. 700,000 so far. Hashtag Swifty bucket list. That's impressive. Dang, That's crazy. good job. Nice. That's a lot. And if you're not already, you should follow us on all of our social networks and you can submit your mini segments through any of them, and it's also just a great way to keep in touch with us throughout the week. So we're at Twitter, at SwiftCast13, Facebook.com slash SwiftCast13, SwiftCast13.tumblr.com, SwiftCast13.wordpress.com, username SwiftCast13 on Taylor Connect, our main website, SwiftCast13.com, or you can email us, SwiftCast13 at gmail.com, and finally our store, cafepress.com slash stuff. Even though I missed the episode last week, I did go back and listen to it, and I was listening to Ashley talk about the InStyle magazine 
and she says she really wanted to hear me describe what I thought would be what I thought Taylor's outfit was on the cover of the magazine. And I've prepared something for you, and I think I've nailed it. So, <laughs> Oh, boy. I think I've nailed it. Okay. So if you go to the InStyle magazine, okay, she is wearing a green sweater skirt ensemble with jewelry. <laughs> How did I, I do? I think that's acceptable. I think you are you are the fashion connoisseur, Nate. I think I think I can take that crown now. <laughs> I think you can. So anyway, yeah, goofiness aside, um, we're going to move on to our main discussion. So um, this week, uh, what we really wanted to talk about was because because Taylor's filming down in South Africa right now for The Giver, um, we thought it would be fun um, if we all talked about different roles that we could kind of picture Taylor in, um, like just excelling in um, either in films that have come out or um, things that she could be a uh, better choice for a character for, um, that, um, in just roles maybe in books that have yet to be made into movies or just anything that we think, um, you know, Taylor would be really good at just in the, in the film industry. So, um, so we're just going to kind of wing it, just kind of have fun with it. So, so, um, I don't know. I can kind of kick us off here. Um, I was thinking, well, this is just my personal, uh, opinion. I think Taylor's just really good in general in, um, just like in comedy roles, you know, she was in, she was on SNL, um, you know, Valentine's Day, she had some pretty funny roles. I think she does really well in just like a, just like a comedy setting, just in my own opinion. So I don't know. Like what, uh, what do you guys think? I know that Taylor has this, um, you know, thing where she says, you know, music is her first priority and acting is something she'll only do if it's the right role at the right time. Right. And I completely understand and respect that. And I love how she makes music a priority and I would never want to change that. With that said, however, um, I'm going to take what you said one step further. We said she's really great in comedies because I agree with that 100%. But I also think that she has this like sort of inner strength and resolve that she doesn't always know that she has. And I think that that like it comes off really well when she's playing so like when she does a live performance of All Too Well. Okay, you mean like for a more serious role then? I think that she could pull off like a very strong female role. Like I think she could too. Yeah. Like, um, I don't, I, I might get caned for, for saying this, but, uh, okay. So I was reading the synopsis of The Giver, and I have not actually read the book yet that I plan to this week. And, um, it sounds like it, you know, it takes place in sort of like a dystopian society. And that's sort of a theme that has become, you know, popular in liter, in, you know, especially young adult literature these days sure. with like Hunger Games and Divergent. Well, they're making Divergent into a movie, and that's one of my favorite books, um, or series, as I should say. And um, they cast somebody for the main character of Triss that I really just don't see at all. I did not picture the character at all like the person that was cast for this role. And I just, I'm really, I'm really sketchy on seeing this. And with that said, I could actually see Taylor in the role of Triss a little better than the person that they casted. Oh. Now, uh, just for the people that don't know, including myself, um, who did they cast for that? Um, Shailene Woodley. Okay. Basically, she was on The Secret Life of the American Teenager, which is, oh. in my opinion, one of the worst written shows I have oh, geez. ever watched in my life. <laughs> like, it's... Your opinions. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be horribly mean, but the dialogue is so incredibly unrealistic. Um, 
I mean, and maybe I'm just, maybe I'm not really being fair because when you, when you're given such a crappy dialogue to work with, how can you really show your acting skills? Do you know what I mean? That's so maybe guess, like yeah. the fact that like, I, I see that character and going, how was she cast in that role? Like, how is she ever going to pull that off? Cause she's this little, little skinny, meek little character, you know, little person. Like that's the way she comes off at least on the show. You know, maybe she can pull out something that I've never seen from her before that, in the movie. But I just, you know what I mean? You, you hear, you hear cast like it's different because like when they casted Jennifer Lawrence for Katniss in the Hunger Games, like I felt like that fit. Like I could see her in that role, and then she ended up pulling it off really well. But I just, I just don't see Shailene in this role in my head. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not her That's fault that that show was horrible. <laughs> But you think but, um, she would do pretty well in that role, though. As I I do because it's um it starts off with a person who kind of is insecure and and um sort of like doesn't really know who they are. That's kind of how she starts off in the in the in the in the show. And then throughout the book, she has to like really find her inner strength and become basically a hero almost. Not not in the traditional sense of hero, but like in the personal sense. Like she really has to like rise up to like overcome personal challenges overcome personal challenges and just find this inner strength that she didn't know she had and that's the kind of thing that i could really see taylor pulling off i get really i mean taylor does that almost in everyday life i think she does yeah i think that she definitely has the thing where she she almost acts like she doesn't think she's that strong of a person but Mm -hmm. i think she's incredibly strong Mm -hmm. and she just doesn't necessarily maybe know how strong she is or how strong we perceive her as does that make sense yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's why that, yeah. I could see her in in that role or in a role like that where she's kind of, you know, the, the female, a very strong female um, right, right. role, mm-hmm. kind of like that, where a more serious role. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love her in comedy. I cracked up so... I love Valentine's Day. I laugh so hard every time I watch that movie at her character. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I just think she could also pull off something like that if she ever did have, like, the time. And, you know, I mean, maybe that Rosemary's like that. I don't know. I haven't read the book yet, but I'm kind of excited to find out what this role is all about. Yeah, me too, definitely. Well, this isn't a movie, but I've been saying forever that I really want to see Taylor host SNL again. That would be really cool. Yes, times a thousand, I don't know why please. she hasn't. Yeah, like, I'm sure that that also has to be at the right time. It's probably hard to find something that works with their schedule and hers, but I really want her to do That's it. That's true. Who knows? I mean, maybe she, uh, she might, like, in the in the spring or summer, like, before the album gets released, when she kind of has a little bit more free time. I don't know. Well, I know... We want Taylor to host SNL, but we're not going to talk about that a lot of, on this podcast. It seems like a lot of artists and actors, you know, do SNL, like, right when their newest thing mm-hmm. is coming out, so... Right, true, true. I mean, yeah, it's all about production, yeah. so... And by the time the next album is ready, when she'll have just done this movie, which could be coming out even close to the same time depending when it releases i think that would be the perfect time for her to do it on a similar note i think she should go on ellen again soon too to be yes honest, it's been a while I'm, it's been a long I'm time sure it's been about a year. she will very soon oh i'm sure yeah mm-hmm. we need her back on ellen we need another scare <laughs> and you know it's coming too you know it's coming. yeah i love those like youtube compilation videos of ellen scaring taylor <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I could definitely see Taylor and, you know, I don't know, just like, she's got, she's so, what's the word, like a triple threat or a quadruple 10,000 times threat. That girl has more talent when it comes to art than anything else I've ever seen. If she could pull anything off, she just, she's so good at it. 
Except for maybe, you know, rapping, as she says. But at the same time, I thought she did great in Thug Stories. So. <laughs> I don't know. That's fair. And you do know all the lyrics to that. I'm impressed. Yes, I do. Yeah, I mean, I I think that she could really pull off some interesting interesting roles. Um, so, in Valentine's Day, I mean, Taylor was still pretty young, and she played a high schooler. What age is she playing in The right. Giver? Isn't it age a lot younger than hers? That is a good question. I'm going to find out. Huh. That's a good question. So I was just going to I'm pretty sure she's playing someone younger than her actual age, like at least by a few years. Um, I was going to say that I think that it'll be interesting to see her start to play more in, like, adult roles. I mean, it is kind of, like, you know, annoyingly traditional in movies for them to cast people in roles that are so much younger than the actual actors, which can drive me nuts sometimes because I'm like you look 30 why are you playing a 15 year old <laughs> yeah I mean I think Taylor is to the age now where she is definitely capable of playing you know more mature roles and she definitely has a more mature look to go with it you know I don't know just um also like if we if we kind of shift gears a little bit just based on uh maybe her performance in Valentine's Day or something like that I could honestly see her just being in a some sort of like either uh, like I said you know I think she's a great comedic actor maybe like a romantic comedy or even just like a romance movie or something like that I think she would play a really strong role in that so um like you were saying about because oftentimes like in those movies you kind of do have to overcome some sort of personal triumph so um so like you were saying Bill I mean I think that would just kind of really suit her and and fit into kind of a role like that so I don't know yeah I could see her pulling off something like kind of cute like um Mm-hmm. I don't know, like the truth about cats and dogs or something okay. that's like, it's like funny, but it's also uh, like, you know, sweet and kind of like romantic comedy type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see they're pulling off a role like that. Even if it's just like a straight romance movie too, maybe like The Notebook or something like that. I, I feel like she could, you know, I, I'm not saying The Notebook itself, but you know, a, a movie similar to that, something, some sort of like involved love story. I think she could do really well with. I don't know that I want to put her in a Nicholas Sparks movie, but... Oh geez, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of tough for me to kind of give examples of these if you if our listeners haven't noticed. Cause I, I don't totally um, because okay, uh, being a guy um, in in this community, I guess I'm I'm one of the few. So um, a lot of the types of books and a lot of the types of movies and a lot of the types of things that I would see are generally different. I mean, obviously we have you know overlap, but generally different. Um, than what most of you you know you girls would would go out and see or, or you girls would go out and read and things like that so so I don't know I'm sure Bill has kind of something to say about that I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I love how anything anything involves an opinion you're like Bill has something to say I'm yeah. sure <laughs> you know I'm right um, well what I was gonna say though is um see? I think it would be really <laughs> fun to have like a following a follow up discussion of this with you guys as like opinions and like ideas on roles that you could see her in either past roles or you know like books that haven't been turned into movies or whatever like tweet us or email us or something and like let us know like what you guys think so i just just think this would be kind of like a fun follow-up discussion to have i think it would too yeah absolutely yeah so let us know what you think about taylor taylor's potential in movies yeah it really helped me out it really helped broaden my horizons of you know a lot of you guys are interested in so do it for nate do it do it grasping at straws here (laughs) (laughs) so anyway um 
yeah, um, thanks everyone for your opinions. Um, like like we said, we'd love to hear from you guys. So, um, so yeah, let us know. Now we're going to be moving on to our Taylor quote of the week. There are two different categories of love. The first category is called a fairy tale. The second category of love is called just another lesson. I think that that says a lot about like the way that Taylor has you know grown up and how she has sort of made it consistently known that you know she has kind of accepted that like love isn't simple you know i mean she's been she's made a lot of statements recently also about how like you know she she knows that she has this reputation for going after bad boys and she acknowledges that it's true and she but she also says you know i i'm conscious of it now and i'm trying to change that about myself and i think that you know that in itself is a good lesson for her fans as well because you know, I think it's important to kind of be self-aware about, like, things that aren't working out for you. And I think the fact that Taylor, you know, there's this one, there's this other quote, not from, from Taylor, but about Taylor, where it's kind of a snarky quote where somebody always says, well, maybe she should write a song called I'm the Problem. And I'm like, hello, did you ever hear Back to December? Like, it's not like she doesn't admit when she's wrong or when she makes a mistake. Like, I don't, like, that's always bothered me about, like, people that say that. I'm like, she actually does, like, you know, like, when she learns a lesson, she does talk about it. She is open about it. And she said that before, like, in interviews and things like that. Um, When she says, you know, uh, she's really proud of the fact that when she recognizes that a relationship just isn't working, then she's just one to get out of one. So um, that that obviously comes from learning lessons from, you know... uh, people that she's dated before i mean just other it doesn't even have to be people she's dated just other uh, relationships or the things she's seen so um so yeah i mean it's it's really wise to you know to kind of categorize it like that you know i mean you have the really sweet side you know um the the flirty romantic you know side of things and then and then you have the side that you know might kind of turn ugly or you know things like that so um that's where she says you know uh, just another lesson. You just got to kind of chalk it up to that and, and move on. So that's true. And I think that, you know, it's a, it's a really good perspective to take to say, okay, well, I've learned a lesson and learning this lesson, you know, is helping me move toward eventually the relationship that I want to be in. Because I think, you know, we've all, I mean, I don't know, I'm sure I'm assuming with you guys, <laughs> I kind of know slightly, but I, I can definitely say for myself, I've been in a position where I've had a really bad breakup where I've been like, oh my God, that's it. Like, I'm never going to, like, you know, have a good relationship again. Or, you know, you, 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 you get in that, like, mentality where you're really down on yourself in the situation. But, like, after you go through, you know, that little that period of time where you let yourself do that, eventually you have to say, okay, you know what? This didn't work out for a reason. This person obviously wasn't right for me. This situation obviously wasn't right for me. And I think that Taylor has definitely gotten... As she has, you know, stated, she knows when to walk away. She knows when to quit, you know, when it's not going to work out. And she's able to say, you know what, that's just another lesson instead of, oh, that just ruined my life or, you know. And I mean, that's that's not an it's it's more difficult than you would think to get to that point. Like it's it's not as simple as it might sound. So I I definitely give her I give her a lot of credit. I think that like. I think that she is an extremely um, articulate, emotional, sensitive person, but I also think that she is incredibly intelligent. And sometimes I think she, sometimes I feel like she doesn't give herself enough credit. I think I was saying this earlier in, in, in you know the discussion about uh, her, um, her in films, 
where I feel like sometimes she doesn't seem to like realize the amount of strength and wisdom that she has that she puts into her life because yeah, she makes mistakes. It's called being human, you know? Um, but she is very self-aware after she kind of goes through her grieving period. She doesn't stay in her grieving period. Like she, you know, she, she does what she has to do. She writes songs. She, she gets through like being sad about it. But then once she's like through that period of time, she's able to like, look back on it and you know take lessons from it and apply them to her future like instead of continuing like i was really proud of her that she admitted you know what i like bad guys and that's that's not good like i need to change that i was proud of her for admitting that because i think a lot of people you know know that they might be drawn to somebody that's not good for them and they just don't don't do anything to change that fact and then they get continually frustrated when things continually don't work out and I, I was really like, I don't know, like I said, I'm just proud of her when she was like, you know, I have to change this because I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Like, A, you're self-aware, but you're also like, you don't keep, you don't want to continue to repeat a past that you have finally learned from, you know, like, I don't know. I just think that's, that's important. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as they, you know, as one of my favorite quotes in the world goes, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And yeah, it does. And I mean, I think any of us who have, that have been in relationships can probably attest to that, you know? It is true. You can't keep doing the same thing or keep making the same mistakes and expect things to turn out differently. And I think this quote is great because I think at some point everybody kind of learns this. I mean, everyone kind of understands that, you know, uh, either the person you're with is is great or the person you're with just really, you know, kind of isn't panning out. And so everyone kind of, I think in their own way at least, kind of learns learns this quote on their own. That's true. I think that Taylor should write a book of relationship advice one day. <laughs> I think she would, I think that would sell really well, to be honest, so. Dude, that would, that would be, a, that would be on the New York Times bestseller list, like, yeah, literally. Really <laughs> Probably for about a decade. Probably, yeah. Easy, easy. There you go, Taylor. That's your next project. Because I know you're listening right now. <laughs> yeah, I I really do think she could uh, pull that off with some amazing results. So anyway, yeah, that was that was a great quote this week. So yeah, that was awesome. So really like that one. But yeah, now um, now we're gonna move on. We're gonna um, talk about our giveaways. All right. So we still got our iTunes giveaway going on. Um, all you gotta do to qualify is go to our page on iTunes and if you need a link to that it's right on our Twitter it's like on our Twitter we have a link to the iTunes page so yeah just click on that um, you want to rate us five stars and leave us a review uh, that's really helpful for us because it helps us like know what you like about the show what you don't like if there's anything that you want us to approve on anything you want us to add like we're we do the show for you so we just definitely want to make sure that you know, we're doing stuff that you want us to do and talking about stuff you want us to talk about. Um, it also helps the show itself because like the more reviews that we get, the higher we rank up on iTunes, which means that the easier it is for other people to find us through searching and stuff. So uh, yeah, it's kind of beneficial all around. And um, if you do that, you're automatically entered. Once we reach 50 reviews, then we will pick a person at random to win a red sticker and a pack of red guitar picks. Yay. I've really been itching to just give away these uh, these guitar picks and sticker. I gotta tell you, <laughs> <laughs> let's I'm do it. See. I'm waiting to see. And I know I know people out there want them. So if you're listening and you haven't left us a review, you really should. That'd be awesome. That'd be very awesome. 
promise it only takes a few minutes. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I think we had a really, uh, really great episode today. Even though there wasn't like a ton of Taylor news out there, I, I still think we, we kind of covered a lot of ground. So. And don't forget to uh, let us know what you think about Taylor and her roles and mm-hmm. potential roles in movies and stuff. We, we definitely think this will be a fun follow-up discussion, so I hope that you guys let us know what you think. All right, so for episode 27, this has been Nate. Ashley. And Belle. See you next week, guys. Bye. Peace out, Swift Scouts. We are in no way directly affiliated with Taylor Swift. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.